0: So we have some of the most interesting, unique, and amazing meditations, I think, in the world. I mean, we have past life regression meditations, guided hypnosis meditations, Akashic record meditations, as well as healing meditations. Our meditations are pretty cool. And they're not just about stillness of mind and peace and sit there. "Mm." I mean, we have those too. Don't get me wrong, but these are about meditations that are going to shift and change, and you're going to walk out of there feeling lighter, freer, healed, and even getting guidance and insight. So come down, experience one of our meditations. They're pretty badass. Hi, this is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Hi there, welcome to another episode of liberate the podcast today we're bringing in one of our very own practitioners he's been at liberate emporium for years and he might be doing a couple shifts maybe here at liberate hollywood uh welcome alan he is a reader he's a reiki practitioner he has a tremendous story of his own healing journey but also like how he found reiki and really started to you know create this transformational work with this beautiful energy healing so alan yes welcome hi
1: thank you Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for coming. So I want to talk a little bit about, you know, Reiki to begin with and then hearing how that kind of made its way into your life.
1: Um, I'd say I was working in shows in Las Vegas for many years and then I just finally decided to come to Los Angeles and then I walked around going, what am I going to do with my life here? So I decided to um, go to Shiatsu school and learn Shiatsu. So while I was in the class doing that, there was a girl next to me. She said, "Um, by the way, I teach Reiki. Would you like to do it? And I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. and she said well just come over the house and see what happens so they had a group and i did some I put hands on the people and stuff like that they did Reiki on me and i, I found i found the effect quite fantastic so i thought okay i'll will ta- take the uh, the courses 1 2 and 3 which i did do and they all were profound for me um, and I learned about, uh, Asui in that period. Um, so that brought me into, into healing and working into hospitals. I took the first group into the major hospitals here when people were sick in the nineties of AIDS. So, um, wow. that was another period where I learned how to use my intuition and, and use my hands or use actually, I should say my voice box. Because you begin to see after you do healing for a long time with your hands, then it starts to transfer as you, you get stronger. It then transfers to your voice box so you don't have to touch. Much, much anymore. It's your voice. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Your voice box cures people. So if I was sitting when someone's dying, I could talk to them and it helps them to give them energy. So it comes out of here instead of here.
0: Isn't that interesting? I know and a lot of people don't it, know that. It, it I, I've never heard that before. No, I know. And I know. But it makes sense. I mean, they say like, you know, sound vibrations and, and whatnot are healing. And that yeah. when people are attuned to different energy vibrations, they actually vibrate at a higher frequency too. So yeah. they're like sharing that. Yes. But I want to step back a little bit. And, and the interesting aspect that sticks out is that you weren't seeking it. It found you. And that sometimes, you know, me. that
1: yeah
0: to, for people that are listening a lot of times like we don't know what our next step's going to be and we no. might take a journey and say okay i'm going to study this or i'm going to yeah. go there or here and you meet somebody that opens a whole new realm for you i know
1: yeah serendipity there she was yeah yeah She was from copenhagen She was an excellent teacher um, and so you just yeah. jumped
0: in right away and you took all three of them
1: I took the three because um, I was kind of shyer then. Okay. Uh, Basically, I've been on stage all my life, but I never really used my, uh, picking up the voice box again, I was not using my voice box. So I was using my body. So, I was on stage, gymnast, dancer, singer, but I didn't really use my voice box talking to people. So, that was something new for me. So, when I was with a group sometimes, it was hard for me to talk because I was like, uh, I used to do this. (laughs) I used to be a buddy. So, so I had to learn to do that. So, Reiki brought me into that.
0: Now, was there something specific like the first session that you experienced or the first session that you were giving to somebody that you realized Hmm. that there was something to it? You know? Um,
1: Oh, wow. Well, I think I can go back maybe a few months before that. I went to the Bodhi Tree. You've okay. heard the Bodhi Tree, which is a famous metaphysical store in Melrose, and there was a healer there who did work. And he brought out the table, and uh, he he started talking. And I put my hands up, and I said, "I'm seeing kind of uh, people," <laughs> which I hadn't before. I said, "I'm seeing things, and I feel energies." He said, "Come up here." So we had me do some work on and and feel, it, and I could feel heat, and I could feel those energies which I never felt before. Ah, and so, so you were
0: already starting to have that like activation before this person yeah. showed up and was like, I can teach you. Exactly.
1: So he took me to the side and he said, do you know you have an ability here to do it? Because I always had hot hands when as a child I used to faint all the time. When I was in, in church or something like that, I constantly faint and, and get uh, huge heat in my body. Wow. I've always had that. If any of my lovers sleep with me, they can't stay with me because I'm too hot. They have to get out of bed. <laughs> i am always been hot and have tons of energy. So even if I go to an acupuncturist, they usually say, um, they say... And we don't understand exactly how you uh, can operate because you have a different um, beat and you have all this energy in there. How do you how do you do that? We have to calm it down. Wow. And they try, but they can't do it.
0: And so it comes out through so healing.
1: It comes out through healing. So that man who told me I could do that, I said, oh, you know, you say that. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, yeah." in the beginning, I felt good and I remembered it. But then once I joined the Reiki group, that uh, cemented the whole thing. Does that help you? Yeah okay. absolutely
0: yeah. and then so tell me a little yeah. bit about you know because I think that it's fascinating you say that you took yeah. it in for to the hospitals and yeah. that you were bringing it to AIDS patients right. and you know can you share a little bit on that?
1: Sure. Because um, this was
0: back in the 90s In, right?
1: the, ni- in the 90s the hospitals didn't want um, anybody to really touch the patients because um, remember they thought it was transferred they didn't know then. Yeah they the didn't HIV, know how. They didn't know how uh, and then of course the, all the people in the hospitals then it was a bit as madonna said the other day she made sense she said when she went in new york she said it was exactly like a holocaust what could she say and i had to say the same thing so when when i decided to go with a reiki group and go um in hospitals i asked them to let me in but they said i said we do reiki energy and because no one had ever done it before in hospitals and they said we don't know what it is he said, "Well, what if I? Will um, we show you on on the nurses and the and the um, doctors? Because they stayed up twenty four hours because people died within a few weeks." Wow. So they, they were exhausted. So I said, if you're so exhausted, why don't we work on you? So what we did, we, um, we would get them on a table, around a table, and we'd all work on them, maybe two or three sometimes. And then they found they could sleep, they could, and they could be calm and everything. So, so they let us in the hospitals and the hospices also. So we were the first group to, to get in there. Wow. Yeah. So that, that, um, Brought me to what I do today, to readings with tarot cards and and uh, be intuitive about my life. So that brought me in that direction.
0: Okay, so yeah. you know you're you're doing these sessions in the hospital. How long did you do that for? Oh
1: gosh, about a year, I think. Wow. Yeah, there and- were two major major hospices here in in um, in Hollywood in West Hollywood, um, Carl Bean House. Uh, oh, I got it. And the Lynn House. They were very popular. I know that putting uh, the Lynn House in history and the Carl Bean House because it was women, men, uh, black people. It was all, all different kinds of people in there. Uh, people with cancer. So we would we would go there. I think we did. So you
0: were working on more than just uh, it wasn't AIDS just patients. You're were we were working on cancer sch- patients. Schizophrenia
1: we it, went we went with schizophrenias we went in the hospitals of those it kind of led us to all that because we said well if we can do this we can do the world right so we started doing different modalities in different hospi- hospitals
0: oh wow which was really great and i'm sure that the motivation because you were the patients were experiencing results
1: yeah yeah and you so can, you, continued. you can you can change outcome of people you really can
0: and give them more peace calmness sleep better, yes you all can. of that
1: and and kind of back to to reiki or energy work um which a lot of people don't know. Whatever energy you get from the practitioner who teaches you is the, is the, the height of the energy you will receive. Oh. So if, if I say it was, I oh, say, if, for instance, it was a monk or something and he prayed all his life and he was very devotional and pure, if you want to say, that's then transferred to you, which gives you that amount of energy. So then when, that's why when you go with different Reiki practitioners, they have different energies. They don't have the same. It's always different.
0: Yeah, I can, can.
1: Some people, you don't, they put their hands on me and say, I can't feel it. And other people, I can tell right away that they've worked on themselves and you, you know, you're instantly different. Yeah. I did one on Paul the other day. He's, he mentioned that it changed his life that day. Wow. He, he talked to me about it.
0: You can ask him. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah amazing
0: so then you so then from there yeah. how did you get into doing tarot and stuff like so you have you you're feeling this energy right. you're seeing these results you yeah. dove in and mm. you said okay i'm going to study all these reikis but not only am i going to do that we're going to treat like the most intense cases yes, right true, you true, know true. and then from there you uh, the know, other thing
1: too is when we did that um, cause sometimes I'd be called by myself in certain hospitals because someone was alone, didn't have anybody. So I might go at midnight, but I did notice which started to happen to me. I would go with them when they would die. So that mm. was a new thing for me. This started coming in. So I would, they would give me the journey of what would happen to them. Wow. And I would go with them as they go into the hospital. They, some of them would go out the roof and they disappear into different places. I, it's too long a story, but you, they would take me with them.
0: Wow, can you elaborate just a little on that? I can give
1: you one, which is very interesting. Um, What was it? It's the county hospital downtown near where I live near Ball Heights. Um, That one I've never been into. That's the oldest hospital, the creepiest now. It's all shuttered up now, nobody goes in there. It's interesting. After the AIDS period, they closed that hospital
0: interesting yeah
1: so many people died there but anyway i was called and i I, i'll do as quick as i can yeah that's Um, fine i went in there was a there was a a man i think he around about 50 or 60 very ill he had all the cords over him everywhere and so i went in and i he did talk to me and i said um do you need to talk about family or anything he said no i just want to feel good so i would do the the chakras and do all the different areas and his third eye Just to make them calm. But I could usually get if they were about to go. So I remember after I drove home and I went into my apartment, I felt dizzy. And I remember I sat on the the chair. And when I sat on the chair, I just kind of semi-closed my eyes and I could see the hospital roof opening. So I actually thought, well, I guess I'll go with it. So the uh, the roof opened and I remember he flew. It's a very interesting story. He flew into Santa Monica Pier and he went in the ocean to purify himself. So he, he swam in the ocean and then walked out. And then they had him walk on, on the It was kind of automatic. But anyway, they had him walk on the pier. And each ride that was on the pier was a part of his personality and things that he'd never experienced. So such as the Ferris wheel was um, part of his life he wished he would have done, say so jump out of a plane. Each thing had something to make him feel better for his ascension to leave. So he went on all those things, and once he went on all of them, then uh, he went to the end of the pier, which was, I think there's a restaurant there now, but I think there is an end to that. Yeah. He stood on the end, and I always remember it because it became a painting of mine. Um, he looked, and there was an Egyptian boat pulled up, and all the people on the Egyptian boat had one, only a third eye, no two eyes, just third eyes, and it was pulled by three swans. And so it went up in the air, and it went up into a white temple, and he went into that. And I, I, totally fell down to the floor because I used to paint them, and I did a huge painting of it. Wow! So, so it became a painting, which was given to a an AIDS patient, and the AIDS patient, no, uh, the AIDS patient's lover, who his um, his lover had died, and his name was Alan. So he said, "I said you can have it." So I gave him the painting.
0: Beautiful. So it went away.
1: I've never seen it again
0: amazing yeah so
1: there's a so, reason so then for that you started too.
0: opening up all these psychic abilities yeah. in this in I this gift paint, yeah this gift to be able to yeah. kind of go into other realms and dimensions that's yeah. what it sounds like was started yeah. to happen i started to you. seeing
1: things visually then like i would paint i do spiritual paintings a big large large piece so i paint like chagall so it was very ethereal but um that started bringing in all that uh let me see where were the um Oh gosh! So how the tarot came and as as doing readings as something I was against. i not against uh, people doing it, but me doing it. Okay. I, th- I said I do the healing work, but I don't do that. I don't understand the the, the process, and I don't think I need to know it. But little did I know that's when I, I've told you before. That's when I got ill. So after the hospitals after that is when I got ill and then I was full of some poison which doctors don't know how got inside me. So once that happened to me, I had to go through a journey myself, like the people in hospital, from death to life, which took 10 years to get the poisons out of me. And in that process,
0: what kind uh, of poisons were they
1: it was the same it was i was put on a machine in sydney and it had the makeup of anthrax it had the you dropped dead instantly but i had the same it was a russian machine they put at the hospital and i had that so much poison my knee was that size from poison so wow. it basically turned so off. it could
0: have been some poison that was given in, like in the air it could have been somebody poisoned you we
1: don't know it's a mystery uh, wow. i've given in on that one i let it go but yeah that happened here in hollywood uh, got very ill, had to go back to Australia. But I decided, like you, to open a metaphysical store, uh, on a bed because I couldn't, um, I couldn't operate. My body didn't operate for about 10 years. So I was in a wheelchair. So I actually decided, well, I'll hire some readers and put a little store together with, with stuff from India and do my own thing in Sydney called Mars Temple. And it ran for five years and quite successful. I bought, like you, I bought acupuncturists. I bought readers and all that. But what happened is, as you know, sometimes the readers don't turn up or something happens. Yeah. So one of the readers who was a, a 80, she talked me into doing it. She was a, um, um, what would I call her? She worked in the, in the tea room in, in, in New York, a very famous, famous jazz singer. And she ended up in Australia and she came in one day and asked, could she um, work in my store? And I said, uh, oh, I don't know, because I could tell she's an alcoholic. But then I needed a reader, so I did hire her, and she saved my life. She's the one who brought me to marijuana, which got me through the pain. Wow. And she also, um, she did healing work herself, and she was the best reader I ever met. And she would say to me every day, you read, that's what you do. I said, I don't do that. But she made me do it.
0: And so you started to learn through her?
1: I I learned. Well, yes, I would say. You know what I'd say even better? She transferred her energy to me because she died right after. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then, of alcoholism. Could, and then
0: you could just, you know, well, I mean, it sounds like prior, you know, 10 years prior, you were already getting the messages. You were already seeing the images. I was getting were, all
1: the yeah. messages, but I didn't know then that I, I had, to had it with inside myself to actually stand in front. Like me talking to you, I wouldn't do that 10 years ago. It's a piece of cake now, but I couldn't do that before. Yeah. That's, that's the miracle of learning tarot. That's a miracle of, as you know, working with people backwards and forwards like you do. Yeah, um, You learn a lot. Yeah. I've learned a lot from, from just listening to people.
0: And so I would say that you don't really do just tarot. It sounds like you're getting a lot of clairvoyant messages. You're picking up a lot of 100%, energy. 100%. You're getting like intuitive hits. You're feeling, you know. All of it. All of it. So you know what?
1: You know what's even deeper now, which is only in the past six months? It, um, it comes in dreams or it comes in the morning. So in other words, uh, usually four o'clock. Four o'clock I'll sit up. Uh, there's a girl, I just uh, got an RV van for her and, uh, it said, tell her she's got to put the oil in the car right now. And I said, it's four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, the engine's going to burn up tomorrow. I said, really? I'm going to do this? So I text her and I said, have you checked your oil in your new RV van? I didn't know how to do that. She said, there's a red light flashing all the time. I wonder why. I said, I think you better go. She would have lost the car. I know that's a silly thing, but it's pretty important. Yeah, and now there's a prophecies, but that but, kind of. But you of, don't
0: even know, like if it burnt up, it might not have just been lost in the car. It could have turned into a fire. She could have lost her life. I mean, there could have been a whole bunch of other. the things. things, yeah. But it's it's yeah. about that having that check and balance of sometimes I think as it intuitives, uh, the the need for physical confirmation sometimes to further the trust right Right. we don't need it but like if it's there and it's so blatantly right immediately like oh yeah there's a red flashing light and oh i went and yeah my car would have you know burned up because there was no oil in it you know it's like you're getting those responses and it's it's teaching you to trust and to Invite it,
1: more messages. Invite in. more. Invite more. Yeah. Yeah. I told her, um, she, she was working as a secretary and she asked, I said, you're a reader. This, maybe that'll help. And she was a reader and I said, you're supposed to be a writer. I know you are. She says, well, I used to take it in school and I used to do camera work. I said, really? I said, why don't you start doing this? So she actually one day, uh, was at work and it, it overpowered her and she walked out. She had a card that she slides to get a car in and she, she just cut it up. She said, I was sitting in the car, cut it up, and I drove out. She says, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> so she became, she became a writer, and she became um, uh, very good at what she does. She does animation. She does also those characters in a Comic-Con. She does all that stuff too. So she transitioned from that to that. And I think if we can help people transition, that's exciting. I like, I like doing that or doing law cases.
0: Yeah, I love low cases. So, so yeah, I was just gonna. My next, uh, you're phasing right into it. Like, yeah. what do you like to work on the most, and what do you, what do you see that helps people for yeah. coming to see you?
1: I think the best thing, which you need to do, you have to um, do three things. You have to, when you sum, say sum someone up within a minute, I can get things and go, oh, that's a horrible person and that's in- incorrect. So I make sure that my mind is on zero, so I never use my mind because my mind will tell me a trick or so I don't do that. Yeah. So I make sure my mind's clear of it. It will give me a message, usually it's right to say, oh, they are done horrible things, they're not a good person. I say, okay, all we right, we'll, we'll, we'll get there, we have to. So I leave that alone and then I just go in and I go, okay, So I start with them and I either I can figure out within a minute whether I'm supposed to do the mind. Or whether I'm supposed to do the spiritual side, or whether it's the body that that I have to figure out, because because you can't if they've got a physical problem that they're not working on and are unaware of it. How the hell are they going to do the spiritual? Because there's some people that do a lot of spiritual work, but there's no body working.
0: Yeah. So they Yeah, they negate the body, and the body's rotten and got you know, and it's like hey, the vehicle
1: has to it has to be has to be all together. But but you can't if you can't work with the full thing, because some people come and say, why do I have depression all the time? I said, well, because you don't have a spiritual life and because you don't do anything with your body, your spiritual uh, guides or who you believe in uh, are down the corner having coffee at Starbucks because they can't come in your energy field because it's, it's poison to them. So they can't come in until the right moment. So until you find the right so you start to get the body correct and it's working right. They can start to move in again. Wow. So you become higher consciously as as those things are fixed. But you have to do the body first. If you don't fix the body, the rest doesn't work. This is just floating around.
0: Yeah, that's interesting because I've heard like, you know, like the, the stronger that the physical body is, also it can be a stronger conduit for energy too and take in more and oh, be yeah. more.
1: A yeah, 100%. Oh, sure, sure. It is. Yeah. So if the body's not pumping correctly, uh, energetically, um, it's, it's, it's all over the place. Yeah. So by, by sitting and talking to someone, they usually say, you know, um, I'm sure you with your work too. When they walk out, they say, I look different. So you go look in the mirror. And if you look in the mirror, they've arrived back. So that, that spirit that was there will come back because they know they're in a good space. I've never said that before to anybody, but that's interesting. Yeah. And so they look in the mirror, you can see their eyes are different and even wrinkles have gone off their face. Wow. It's instant. Yeah. Pretty cool.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you know, in, you see this, you know, so you're helping people reacclimate with their body, become aware of their physical, right. but also talk to me a little bit about this, this mental and this uh, spiritual work that you do with people as well.
1: Okay. If you, if you want, if you want, well, if you want me- mental and spiritual, well, mental. Because
0: uh, you said spiritual, fir- mental, and yeah. physical. So. Well,
1: the first, the first brain is, as we know, is a stomach. Yeah. So most people operate from that. They don't operate from this first, so that's all the emotional problems, uh, you know, husband, whatever, uh, food is all in here, which causes all the problems. So once you move, once you start being more conscious, then you start reading about knowledge and things like that, which moves to the mind. So that's second. Mm-hmm. Then after second, because most psychiatrists come to see me, I think fifty percent of my clients um, are, are uh, psychiatrists, so they come to me because this is where they are. So they work with that and this. And so then they say, well, how do I get out of this? Because they can only do so far. And especially if they haven't read a lot of spiritual work, they can't go past their thought process. So once you move past the thought process, then you go to the spiritual. Mm-hmm. You can learn you can all the spirits you want, but you can't get there until you let go or the mind must must disintegrate for it to go there. Once it goes there, that's where true miracles lie. That's why you can't you can't do it. say if you've got a body problem or emotional problems and all that, very hard to get there to get the pure magic of life flowing right. Yeah. So my life pretty much flows really well. It's, my life's always been magical. It's magical because I try to let, I let it kind of flow so I don't go against it.
0: Yeah, you let it, you take it. It sounds <laughs> like it, the whole journey of where, you know, from showing up in LA to taking the classes to going back and, and allowing yourself to yeah. just be at one with the the poison that was in your body and heal and recover well, you, you, can and lo- you can
1: look at it, the poison was god or goddess or whatever you believe it to be that poison was meant to be in you and it was meant to change you so eventually you have to come to so you have to embrace and say thank you for coming thank you for giving me the journey that that i had and now i feel that um, it can go now
0: you That's can you, you
1: have you have the strength to let it go yeah. it all depends it depends. you can look at it and get angry. You could get it that, away from that. But if you do that, then it might stay and turn to something else. Right. It can turn into another problem. Right. So it, or it, it has or to go.
0: Exit, and then you start your journey over again. Right. You yeah. know, like so. Yeah. That's really important. I was. uh I see that with clients and also some other people that I've interviewed over the past and things like that, that that oh. level of sheer gratitude for the circumstances, even the most painful oh, or gosh, yeah. uh, problematic circumstances in life, because it it, it is there to serve. Hey? Yeah, there's, no, there's getting... no such
1: thing as just all wonderful. Uh, there's, there's positive and negative, and negative is so powerful and fantastic. Most people get upset if I say, well, God's negative. God's negative and positive. How lucky are we? We get to experience the two, which gives us a chance to ha- raise our consciousness. If we're just in one, it won't work. We have to have the poison to yeah. have the other
0: yeah like they and it you, all
1: depends on your karma, what you've done all the years or what you've avoided, and I really believe in karma big time da da da, da. and then eventually then you get to a point that the, the karma's gone, and then you you can kind of live in a more blissful world, but that, that has to be real, it can't be fake, yeah, I can pick that one up easy, yeah, when someone's fake
0: yeah, and so the, the the that that duality that yeah. we have
1: the ego has to die mm
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: people are afraid to it's so funny people are afraid to cut their ego off. <laughs> And once you cut it off, then you're in happiness. So it's not that bad to work at the ego. It's pretty good.
0: <laughs> not so bad to let it go, right? No. You know? It's good
1: It's good to be in Hollywood and have a big ego because it gets you where you want. But then a lot of, you know. But does um, it?
0: Then yeah, you,
1: because, because. It gets
0: you the tangible things that you think tan- you want. Yes. But the happiness and the fulfillment that you thought that it was going to bring you sometimes doesn't yeah. happen.
1: Well, it all depends. Yes, it's correct. It all depends on your. um your mind, how it works, what you think of things and what's your idea of it all, because the old people like um, Charlie Chaplin, Lillian Gish, all the original people were deeply spiritual. Mm. So most that's why their movies uh, never die. You look at them and you find them fascinating. The same as people did the sets uh, in the old silent movies and stuff. You can't copy them because they're done spiritually. They're done so beautifully. Even yeah. Dracula. They're all done incredibly. So that's why you just go, wow, because the energy comes, transfers itself through. Yeah,
0: there's so, heart and soul in everything yeah, they do. But they had
1: to have an ego. Oh, good they go. Sorry. No worries. Uh, it's all right. It didn't ring. Um, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. The
0: letting go of the ego.
1: Yeah, letting go of the ego. Yeah, it's most important.
0: And yeah. you know, I know that you do a lot of uh, intuitive coaching, health coaching work as well. So it's not just Especially about film. So not just coming in and somebody, you know, you can work through. As as I hope that people are hearing that you you have tremendous amount of wisdom. You've been through a lot in your life, and you've overcome a lot. Mm-hmm. And helping people guide and feel and sense and get into those yeah. places. I remember
1: since five years old I was on stage. My whole life traveled all around the world. Ended up in Las Vegas working in the big French shows. so And I have worked in the ballet company there. Also ran my own business. All vintage clothing was famous in, on the strip. So all those have made me the person that I am today. Yeah. yeah. So I love to work on businesses. I love to work on um, people in the film industry particularly or people that are, aren't confident. They might be beautiful, but they're not confident in themselves. Mm-hmm. I love to bring that forwards. Yeah. Oh, it's so much fun to watch. And I also dress them.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah. What do they call that? Fairy fairy godmother? <laughs> I like to dress them a certain way to change them as, as they transfer them, So as I watch them transfer. So when people come to me more often, I study them and I say, well, why don't you change your hair color? Because I, I know how to do all that from being on stage and sets. So I can kind of put them into, if they want to be Hollywood, I can put them into a Hollywood look. So when they walk in a room, people notice them.
0: Yeah and, you, yeah, and you can shift and help them get that energy that's even more. Yeah, and
1: find their true selves anyway. That's who they are yeah yeah it's written in the heart anyway
0: that's beautiful thank you
1: yeah
0: that's that's amazing oh thanks (laughs) what else would you like to share alan
1: what else can i say um i'm not sure which area you want to talk about though
0: so let's i mean let's say we can dive a a little bit into um you know where you where you see yourself going on your own journey too like that
1: um Since my, since my life is pretty much devotional, um, I've studied all religions, but I'm pretty much, I'd have to say I'm pretty much Hindu these days, Mm -hmm. because Hinduism was not uh, a religion, never was. It was the English who put that on them. They were, they were nature worshippers, um, all the goddesses were all parts of ourselves, and the Vedas, which are quite old, um, uh, sh- actually show you how we as the things i was just talking about show you how all the energies do work inside yourself or exteriorly and how the ego is the, you know one of our problems but anyway it's all written in there so i study a lot of that and i study a lot of the um, gods and goddesses which took me to india and i went all over india so i would say in the future would be me moving to india
0: Ah, oh, yeah that'd yeah. be amazing that's why i'd
1: like to, to um finish off a part of my life for sure But for now, I think I'd like to get involved in film, actually. I think I would like to do film and more in the directing area and stuff like that. I would like to do that.
0: Well, you have all the intuition, spiritual knowledge, experience.
1: And painting. I haven't (laughs) painted for years. I have to paint again. Yeah, I do large murals.
0: Oh, beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Alan, where can people find you?
1: I can find me at um, Hollywood here I might work here one day where well, I'm just talking that with her now yeah. then you can find me over at um in Los Feliz at Liberate Emporium I work there on Wednesdays I do work one other place but I won't say where
0: Yeah, no, it's fine is it okay yeah oh,
1: I work at Alexander um in Pasadena um I've been there I think about six years and I think I've been with you what about three three or four years. I think something like that yeah. yeah yeah and I enjoy it a lot yeah, and something told me this morning, because I'm intuitive, um, that I'm coming here. I just sort of went, really? And they said, yeah, you're coming here now. So I think I might be here more often.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Well, yeah. we'd love to have you. Yeah. And if you could leave everybody with one thing, what would it be?
1: Oh, gosh. Uh, I know one, it's, a, it's a Okay, th- well, yeah. as everybody <laughs> says, if you don't meditate, you're not going to get anywhere. I mean, you can try all you want. But if you don't find, uh, if you don't find at least an inner, inner side of yourself, life is very difficult. Because if you don't go into your heart and if you don't work on it because it's waiting there for you to do something, if you don't go internal and you think everything external that you look at, it's not going to bring a lot of happiness after a while, right? Like you said, like Hollywood, yeah. you can get all the, the money and the houses and all that, but then you look at it all, you've got to clean it, you've got to fix it. If you haven't done the inner work and you sit there in the house or by yourself, the journey is not easy. Yeah. It's, it's much easier to go inside and just even take five minutes and go inside. Yeah. Yeah,
0: will come see you and, and you can yeah. help them explore that
1: yeah you got it definitely
0: well, thank, thank you. you thank you Alan I it's enjoyed been, it a lot it's been a pleasure I love you <laughs> I love you <laughs> and thank you all for joining
1: thank you bye,
0: bye. oh just was, at the end
1: that was a end
0: that was great if you enjoyed this conversation, like it, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you want some more amazing resources on your path of liberation, head over to liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, at Liberate Hollywood, all one word, or Liberate Emporium, all one word. Until next time, liberate yourself. If you're thinking that you want to take that action step, why wait? Book your session right now. Go to liberateyourself.com. Click on either Liberate Hollywood or Liberate Emporium. See our amazing practitioners and who resonates most with you. And then book a session via Skype, phone, or in person. We're here for you, and it's your time to start creating your life.